Hey there, welcome to Sitam Church Online. My name is George Murichu, and uh, today we're talking about this title video, bottom of the screen, God's VIPs. And I don't know what comes to your mind when you think of that acronym, VIPs. It simply means very important persons or very important people. Uh, it could mean different things for different uh, contexts. For example, in the political context, uh, the term VIP usually is, is, is it, it goes along with who has the biggest procession or who has the most political clout, who has uh, the biggest following politically. And, and, and that, sort of, that, that sort of gives us a picture of who that VIP is. When we go to the business world, uh, the VIP is likely to be the one seated at the head of the table in that uh, boardroom. So it's the one who is creme de la creme or top of the food chain insofar as the business world is concerned. And we could go on and on and just consider different contexts. Let's consider one more uh, religious world. In the religious world, uh, the, the, the VIPs perhaps are, are usually those ones who, um, who carry a lot of clout in the religious sphere, those ones who are able to connect with, with power, with the elite, and so forth. But I'd like us today not to consider political or even economic or even social or religious VIPs. What I'd like us to do is to consider God's VIPs. This is very much in keeping with what we've been looking at, the cross-shaped life. The cross-shaped life is not just about being rightly aligned with God, but it is also about uh, being rightly aligned with others, loving others. In the words of Paul, Galatians chapter 5, verse 6b, it is our faith expressing itself in love. Our faith is our confidence in Jesus, our confidence in his finished work. But that faith needs to express itself in practical, visible ways, in how we love our neighbor. And so today, let me point us to the Gospels. And here we're going to discover God's VIPs. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 25, I read from verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another, just as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on, on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And key verses here, if you just um, take note of this, verse 35, For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or without clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? 
And listen to this, friends. Verse 40, our final verse. And the king will answer them. Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Verse 40. And that right there gives us a snippet of God's VIPs, the king's VIPs, the king's very important persons, and I'm putting that quote-unquote, uh, is this. They are the least of the brothers and sisters. That Jesus the King, Jesus the Christ, Jesus the Messiah, Jesus the Anointed One of Israel, here he says that in the final analysis, the means by which entrance into his kingdom is going to be is, is going to be to be done the means by which that decision is going to be made is based on the criteria set forth here and this is one of those passages if i am honest it is a problematic passage in terms of interpretation particularly for us as protestants for us as evangelicals for those who subscribe to salvation by, by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. It, it's one of those passages which seems to go, uh, it seems to, to hit hard against that. But the means by which I've resolved it is this. It is that, yes, we are saved by grace alone, and in truly we are saved not by anything that we have done. Yet, when we are saved by grace, Ephesians chapter 2 says, that that grace and that faith produces good works, enables us to do certain good works. Martin Luther, the, the German reformer, put it this way, we are saved through faith alone, but not by a faith that abides alone. We are saved through faith alone, but not by a faith that abides alone. What do I mean by this? I mean that do you subscribe to, uh, to faith in Jesus Christ? Do you uh, hail him as your Lord and as your Savior. That is great. But in the final analysis of things, the evidence of that faith will be seen in Galatians 5, 6b. In a faith that has expressed itself in horizontal ways, in loving brother, loving sister, caring for the hungry, feeding the hungry, giving drink to the thirsty, visiting those ones who are incarcerated, tending to the sick. These are the practical ways, the practical outworkings of faith. And these are the VIPs, quote-unquote, that Jesus, the King, identifies with. And in the final analysis, he says, and the King will answer, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And so back to how I started off as I drew to a close. I started off by showing you what the world says VIPs look like. In the political world, VIPs are the guys who really have all the clout. And they have the most expensive cars. And they have the biggest procession. In the business world, it is those guys who have have, have the figures, they have the, the money, they have the moolah. But Jesus gives us something that is countercultural. He turns this thing on its head and he tells us that not so with you. He says that the least of these are actually the greatest of these. The least of these are the ones that I really identify with. The least of these are these ones. 
who are poor, these ones who are needy, these ones who are hungry. And when our love, our faith is expressed in practical ways, loving these guys, the Bible says that the king will be pleased and he will say to us, we who have accepted him, he will say to us, enter into your father's rest. Well, I would want to pause there and pause there with a challenge. Do you know someone who is hungry and thirsty? Do you know someone who needs your love, who needs you to express God's love to them? The best thing you can do as a takeaway from this message is not just to hear it or share it, but it's to actually show God's love to them. And when you do that, you'll be setting yourself on that path of a cross-shaped life. Thanks for watching today's video. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button if you haven't uh, subscribed to Sitam Church Online. And may God richly, richly bless you. Thanks for watching.